0: You are now listening to wave a sound. Welcome to Versus Mike History. I am your host, Michael History. In episode 98, Simone joins the podcast to discuss bringing young black professionals together, the art of maintaining a network, the importance of a solid team, and more. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen. Subscribe to our newsletter for updates and podcast recommendations, and join our members-only community on Patreon for access to exclusive content. For everything else, go to versusmikehistory.com. Peace family, welcome to Versus Mike History. I'm your host Michael History and today we got Simone in the building. Simone, what's going on?
1: hi
0: simone uh well simone can introduce herself what do you do simone (laughs)
1: um i am the founder of the mix uh most recently and then i also do a bunch of other things um yeah i'm a jack of all trades but most recently i am the founder of the mix nj the mix new jersey
0: and what exactly is the mix the mix
1: the mix is a young professionals mixer it is a space for um, young professionals young black professionals like ourselves to have somewhere to go to mix to mingle to have a night out to have a time to meet new people to you know hang out with the people they always see whatever but just really creating that space kind of for us um you know because sometimes it's hard to find the exact vibe that you're looking for to find you know similar people People to you in some senses so uh the mix is exactly that
0: sounds amazing so um i usually start by asking everyone what they're listening to and um you know i'm just gonna ask you the same so what's what's in your current rotation
1: um okay so i am like all over the place with the music that i listen to but i in at, what has me in a chokehold right now is probably uh brent all mine Um, Snow Allegra's cover of Do For Love and um, I have this playlist that I've made that's like an affirmations and like um, manifestation playlist so I list that's like my morning like playlist but I also play it throughout the day so right now those are like my top three but like literally when I say that all mine has me in a chokehold I listen to that song probably like 500 times a day and I'm not even exaggerating.
0: Yeah, it's a great record.
1: <laughs> it is um, a song. <laughs> the, uh,
0: the affirmations thing has me a bit curious, though. Um, is that someone like just speaking positive affirmations to you, like audio format?
1: yes but some so yes and then there's also are some of them are actual like records like songs by artists who their like genre is you know maybe like R&B maybe like soft alternative R&B but specifically they're writing affirmations in just song format um Mm. so you know it's a lot it's a lot catchier you say it more often because it's a song you know the same way songs get stuck in your head so um I basically have a playlist of about like I don't know how many songs are, in it's definitely over 50, between like 50 and 100 songs that are specifically like great songs for affirmations, just saying your affirmations, just, you know, any manifestation, even, you know, worship songs, like praying, like church songs, all of that, that's kind of like, it's in one playlist, Um, but it's definitely something that I like to play in the morning or throughout the day when I'm kind of just like, you know, just to keep my energy up, just to keep myself, you know, above water.
0: Hmm. very interesting to hear
1: I'll share it with you
0: (laughs) thank you thank you (laughs) definitely definitely very curious
1: yes I got you
0: um so let's get into the founding of the mix like um you spoke about you know wanting to create a space for young professionals to be able to like mix and mingle but like what you know inspired the idea
1: Um, I think, you know, I'm a person that does like to, you know, be outside. I like to be social. I like to go out. I like to meet new people, but I don't always like to do the same thing. I don't like to always go to the same places. And, like, I sometimes don't like to be in environments when there's, like, way too much going on. Like, the music is too loud. There's too many people, all of that. Um, So I really just wanted to create something that was some type of balance. So, you know, somewhere that you could, you know, catch a vibe and have a really good time and you know have a good night out with like I said with your friends or meet a few new people but a space where you weren't kind of like looking over your shoulder like "Mm, I feel like something might happen soon and I feel like it's gonna get a little crazy or you know people are doing way too much or like you know that you're looking around the room and you're like you know what I'm gonna just stay over here with the people I came with like I'm not really trying to venture out and meet these other people because I don't think that we would have a lot in common. I wanted to create a space where it was kind of like, you know, it's, I really base it off of like a a New York City, like happy hour, you know, like Mm -hmm. go to the happy hour, you know, mixing and mingling people with who are within networks, but maybe not in your specific network, but you know that you spark a conversation with them and you might want to continue that conversation after, you know, that happy hour or that event, whether it's professionally, you know, personally or whatever, have you Um, really just creating a space for kind of like-minded people who still do want to be able to go out and enjoy themselves, but, you know, also so want to be able to participate in those things with people that also are on the same path as them, if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um. So, and you've been doing this for how long now?
1: So the mix. I have only been doing since the beginning of summer, so May. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as any other like event planning endeavors, I have you know put my hands into. I've been doing it for a couple of years, but I never really thought to be doing it like this. You know, like it's something that I I knew in the back of my mind, like oh that would be cool, but I never really um, what's the word I'm looking for. I don't think I ever really had that. Um, that stepping stone or, you know, I didn't, I really didn't have that opportunity to catapult to kind of, you know, making these very public events and um, something that's on a bigger scale than what I was doing. Mm.
0: And um, speak on those previous events and like how, the type of experience that you gained, you know, putting those together, even though they didn't necessarily um, inspire the mix, you know, you got, you still got that experience in early.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so I definitely say like in my friend group, I definitely think I'm the planner. So I'm the one that is planning, you know, most of the time I'm planning like the parties, the game nights, the this, the that. It's a couple of us, but I feel like I'm, I'm one of the main ones. So I've done a lot of, you know, just typical like hosting and I like to be a host. I like to host the game nights. I like to plan different parties. I like to plan different theme parties, things like that. Um, I've done a paint and sip. I've done two paint and sip events. One was for uh, Mental Health Awareness Month and the other one, a couple, years ago was to, like, kick off Black History Month, but it was also to kick off my birthday month, Um, so I've done, you know, events on much smaller scales like that within my friend groups, and of course, it's like, you know, you know, invite a friend if, you know, they'll, if you know they'll want to come, but nothing, like I said, nothing to this magnitude, but being that that's always, that is my personality, just wanting to kind of be the host and be very social, I knew that, I had it in me to do something like this but I never really like took that leap to do something very public where it's not just my friends it's and not just friends of a friend it's like people I have no idea who these people are I've never crossed paths with them before.
0: Right, right. And um, you know talk about the first one how, how did it go in May, you know, because I'm sure it was very uh, it was it, it was a, a big step you know in in the positive direction obviously but you know um leading up to that first event and then getting through it how, how, talk about that experience
1: um the first one was so i will say this i've been you know i've had nerves for every single one of them but someone that does get like easily like anxious about things i've been able to remain pretty cool calm and collected for all four of them and I think that I was probably the most calm for the first one because it was kind of just like hey whatever is about to happen is about to happen and I'm gonna have to deal with it after but like let's just see how it goes so while I was very nervous for the first one I was also very excited to just see how it was gonna unfold you know see you know what it was gonna look like because that was the blueprint like I it was every single one has been a learning experience you know know like there have been pros and cons to each event and that first one was just obviously set the tone like what can I expect what do I have wiggle room to do um you know what are the what other people am I trying to attract and bring in um so I like I said I've Been nervous, but like not too, too nervous. I think I was more so excited just to see how it was gonna unfold. Um, I think the if anything, I think I was most nervous just making sure like nothing bad happened. Of course, you know, you have you always Mm -hmm. have to think of worst case scenario. And that was just where I was like worst case scenario. Like, how am I going to fix whatever might come up? Um, but definitely will say I was very excited. Um just to see what it was going to look like and just see, you know, who was going to be there and what, you know, how are people feeling about everything? Um, And it really paid off that I wasn't super, super nervous because I was able to kind of work the room appropriately because I wasn't scared or I wasn't nervous or I wasn't super anxious and kind of, I didn't feel in over my head.
0: Right, right. That actually leads me to um, uh, a question that, you know you kind of address which is you know you're hosting your own events mm-hmm. you know let's let's get into that and uh, <laughs> you know how does that balance how do you balance that um, We're organizing and hosting
1: Uh, Well, I mean, the week before the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday before that Thursday of the event is obviously very stressful, um, especially with the, you know, how I was doing the RSVPs and the system I was using um, people, you know, last minute wanting to RSVP. That's really the bulk of the stress, just doing all of the you know, seeing who's coming in, seeing, you know, doing the RCPs, making sure everyone that wanted a table has a table. Um, and then in the moment, I think really just, giving myself time to um, prepare myself you know like I never arrived late to my own events because then I would have been in over my head and I would have been scrambling so I always made sure that I was at the venue an hour or you know at least a half an hour. I think the last one was the most late I've probably been but at least an hour before the event started just so I could you know speak to the owners speak to the staff you know see what they needed from me make sure everyone was good you know have my you know little glass of Prosecco my my dinner just to you know make sure I I was good take care of myself first and just make sure that you know kind of assess the scene assess the environment and then you know this way there are no surprises when I you know if I would have got there late and there were surprises now it's like oh my god what do I do um so that definitely helped with kind of hosting and working the room um as far just to get into like working the room that's hard because you know I am a very social person, but it's weird to be in a space where you know it's a lot of people that you know and you love, but you're you can't even talk to them really because you're trying to, you know, chit-chat with everybody, you're you're still working an event you still have to be in close communication with the staff with the bartenders with the owners um you know with the middlemen everything so that was the only challenge like wishing that you know it would be really cool to hear about the stories that people would tell me like oh I met this person they were so great and I met this person and now me and this group of people we're going to brunch and I'm like great like this is exactly what I wanted from this but it's like damn like I don't get to experience that because you know like I can't you know, chit chat and have these long conversations with anyone, not even, you know, the closest people to me, because I'm literally working the event.
0: Mm. That's very interesting, you know, Mm -hmm. that people are like linking up and (laughs)
1: yeah no yeah it's been a couple like really good friendships that have like kind of blossomed from the mix and I love to see it like I've gotten like three three different groups of people have sent me like pictures of them out to brunch out to dinner just like hanging out because they met at the mix and I'm just like wow that's incredible like that's literally the point like that was that was the goal and that was my intention and it's beautiful to see that 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 happened
0: yes that is amazing yeah you spoke about Um, Speaking to uh, venue owners and, you know, uh, bartenders and whatnot, uh, talk about, you know, developing and maintaining those types of relationships with, um, you know, venue owners and making sure that, uh, you know, everything's going smoothly and, you know, the decision making process in general.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I was, you know, I am, I was a loyal patron to the the venue that we were doing the mix at. So I already, you know, I was, a fam- I was a familiar face already to, you know, some of the staff. Um, I did a, a birthday party using their venue before. So they knew who I was, but obviously they didn't know who I was this closely, but I still had that respect offhand just as a, a loyal patron. Um, so with the event, with the first one, there was a middleman involved. He he was doing the events first and he kind of like came to me. This was all the way back in November of last year and just was like, hey, I'm doing these events, you know, you should come out. And I was like, oh, this is dope because, you know, uh, the venue is very close to where I live. And I would go there and I'd be like, wow, this is a great space. Like, this is awesome. Um, so he came to me and he's like, yeah, you should come out. So I would go a couple of times and I would see, you know, what it was looking like or, you know, what it wasn't looking like. And then he had a conversation with me like hey like how do you think I could bring more people in here and that's kind of just how it kind of like started so he's he's always been the middleman so I had at first I had very limited communication with the owners after the first one is when I did what when I was able to establish that really good relationship with the owners because I was putting a lot of money in there (laughs) into their establishment so you know Mm -hmm. obviously that you know I was able to pull up my seat to the table and Mm -hmm. I earned their respect because you know dollar signs equals respect a lot so you know that's Mm -hmm. definitely how i was able to um gain their respect and then maintaining it was just you know we had hit after hit i will say you know every event was successful every event was peaceful and they they loved the crowd the the owners would always say like wow everyone was so cool so respectful so um just just everyone was so nice they would always say like you know everyone was so cool so you know so respectful the bartenders were always like oh everyone tipped so well so it was just that respect because they knew that it wasn't it wasn't some it wasn't some like Fugazi nonsense it's like nah this is real this is something I really want to do and this is something that everyone here wants to be a part of and we're not going to mess it up so I think that's how I maintain that respect just the success of the event really and just you know just me being the people person I am and being able to kind of sit down and have conversations with, um, with the owners and with the general manager and them really wanting to get to know me more and know, you know, what, where, what my head, you know, where, where I was headed with the event and everything. Um, and I really enjoyed that, you know, once I knew that the, I really had their respect, that was great. And that just, you know, made me feel a lot more comfortable as well.
0: That's very good um so the last mix that you had was R&B themed mm-hmm. um I want to talk about you know themes and like themed events and you know how kind of how that went and uh why you chose to you know uh, add a theme to the latest one
1: yeah absolutely so honestly I was out and I was at a party and it was an R&B night and I was like the next art, I was like, the next mix is gonna be an RB night. I think it was like the weekend, it was either the weekend right after the mix or like the next week. And I was like, the next one has to be an RB night. And I was like, I think that would be perfect. Close out the summer, slow it down. You know, that was really the point. Like R and B, slow it down, kind of take in the last moments of summer. Um, that's why I went that direction for the, you know, for the R&B night. And it's like, who doesn't love an RB night for real? Um, mm-hmm. so I wanted, so my thing was all right, if I if I start with anything. It should be something that I know everyone is going to really appreciate. And all it, the inspiration was just knowing that, like, hey, I like RB nights. I know my friends like RB nights. We all do. So, might as well do that to close out the summer and slow everything down and kind of, you know, so we could all kind of take it all
0: in. And what was the reception, if you don't mind me asking?
1: Well, so the last one I feel like is the only one that I wasn't inside of the venue as much as I would have liked to be so I saw you know obviously when I was watching the recap the you know the feedback and everyone looked like they were having a great time they loved it they thought it was a great idea unfortunately I wasn't able to like I wasn't able to be as as a part of it as I you know previously have been so I wasn't able to kind of feel what the DJ was playing and all of that um but I mean the feedback from everyone was was great everyone still had a great time of course um and I think people are really appreciated
0: that right right um so you've been doing this basically throughout the summer which i'm sure has put you was just helped you to rub shoulders with like-minded individuals and creatives um have you had any experience uh speaking to or having any, having any conversations with um other networkers who or people who throw networking events rather?
1: Yes. So a couple of people have, you know, reached out to me, um, you know, just, you know, one person in particular that has been doing this for a while reached out and was like, I think this was after, this was after the second one or even the first one reached out and was like, hey, what you're doing is really dope. Like, you know, we should definitely, you know, sit down and talk like sometime soon. Like, I really like this, Um, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And that was great because, like I said, this person has been kind of doing these kind of events, Um, not the same exact event, but has been throwing these events catered to kind of the young Black professionals for quite some time now. So receiving that message it was like reassurance like oh okay like I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm doing something good. Like, I'm on the right track. Um, but yeah, there have been other people that have reached out just kind of also um, to pick my brain. Like, they they might have had an event that they were already planning and they were like, hey, like, I see that you're doing this. Like, what do you think of this? Or how did you do this? And, you know, of course, I'm I'm not going to ever, you know, withhold any information, you know, especially it's like, it's it's only helping the both of us. So definitely, I'd love to be that person that someone was, you know, wanted to come to and just ask a couple of questions and I would, I love to like help them. Um, but yeah, definitely have talked to a couple of people about future events and I'm always down to, you know, collab with people. I, my motto is, you know, we're always stronger together and we're never eating off of somebody else's plates because we have di- we have different food on our plate, you know? So I'm never opposed to kind of, kind of teaming up and working together on something. I think it just, it's better for both parties.
0: That's for sure. That is for sure. Um, and what about mentorship? You know, uh, have you, um, have you sought out any type of uh, mentorship within this space? Are there anybody, is there anybody, you know, available to you to like give you advice on these types of events? Or are you uh, flying it solo? And would you prefer to, uh, to fly solo?
1: Um, So I am flying solo right now, but I am open to any, you know, advice and constructive criticism and feedback that I can get. You know, I do have a couple of people that I could definitely go to them for, you know, uh, to seek counsel on certain things. I haven't yet, um, you know, but they have seen what I was doing and they're like, this is so awesome. Um, A couple of those people are based in New York City, so they haven't been able to come out. It's a little harder for them to come out, but definitely, just getting the positive feedback and the congratulations and the encouragement from them means a lot. Like I said, these people have been doing this for years. So me, you know, on my second event, they're telling me how like dope this looks. I'm like, really? Like, oh my God, thank you. (laughs) Like, I appreciate it because, you know, they've been in this game for a really long time. Um, So while I am a person that does like to fly solo, I do know that I don't know everything. And, you know, especially if I want the mix to continue to grow, I have to seek counsel from somewhere, whether that's, you know, partnering with different venues or just attracting different crowds and, you know, whatever I want to turn it into. I do have those people um, there and I definitely will and would reach out to them when I feel like it's necessary. And I'm always, like I said, I'm always open to constructive criticism, any advice, any, any of that. I think it was the third, it was either the second or third one. There was a woman there and um, she has been doing events for a while and she was like, "Oh, how long have you been doing this? And I was like, this is like my second or third one. And, and she was like so impressed and she was she, she showed me her Instagram and everything and she was like you know I'd always be down to you know give you a give you a helping hand we can collab all of this so having those people there and seeing what I'm doing has been great and knowing that I can go to those people if I ever needed them
0: that's good to hear it's very good to hear um all right I want to pivot a bit mm-hmm. and talk about the importance that music or the role, rather, that music plays within your events, because, you know, the music has to be on point, and we got into this a little bit with the R&B topic, but uh, with the R&B theme, excuse me, but um, in general, like, how important does, uh, how important does music, is music's role in, you know, putting your event together?
1: Right, absolutely, so if I could tell a story about what happened at the second one, I think I'll be able to explain it a lot better. Can I do that? Absolutely. Okay. So the second mix, it was the June mix. Um, The DJ had some, had a conflict and the DJ was not there. The DJ did not arrive until maybe like close to 11 o'clock. And Mm. that had me so scared and i was so nervous because the music obviously sets the tone sets the vibe not just the good like good music playing but good live music playing the dj interacting with the crowd that is a huge component to a party like or to a function i always say like when you're when you're throwing a function, you need good music, you need good people, you need a good venue, and then it's kind of like the sky is the limit. But the music is the number one thing, honestly. So for that second one with the DJ debacle, I was so nervous, and it was like really nothing we could do about it. Our saving grace was honestly that it was the playoffs, and it was game six, and mm. everyone was just so you know obviously they were in the game so it didn't matter until that game was over so i literally kept saying to the the staff the team i was like literally i was like listen we're good until like, there's four minutes left of this game. I I forgot what time it was, but I think, like, let's say it was, like, 1045. I was, like, by 1045, there needs to be some type of DJ spinning something. Like, we're good because the the game is holding us over, and it's a good distraction, and, you know, no one even realizes that we're playing off of, like, a a playlist right now, but no, 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 no. As soon as this game goes off, we need a DJ. Like, the music component is such a big part, especially how I like to design the event. I like that it It was you know a sit down chill for the first hour hour and a half then everyone gets up and dances and I love like I love to see that I love because that that dancing time that's the time when you really are mixing and mingling and you know kind of flowing through the room you know end up in different circles all of that so music is key like I said that's the number one that's the number one component when it comes to wanting to throw a successful party or event or a mixer like that sets the it's like not to be cliche but that sets the tone
0: absolutely absolutely and i just wanted you to speak on that a bit um so let's talk about the future of the mix you know like what how do you how what do you see What's in the future of the mix? I guess I'm gonna just keep it that simple.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I will say that I have been planning for quarter four because it's we're knocking on quarter four's door. So Mm -hmm. I do have events for the, for the most part, I do have events for the mix planned out for the rest of 2022 um, I wanted to kind of take a little bit of a break for this month and not really do anything, but that might change. I don't know. TBD. I still have a couple days to think about that one. Um, but I do want to start kind of tying the mix into things that I used to do events for. Like I, you know, my, I'm big on like fundraising and uh, charitable things and really just raising money for the right causes. So definitely tying in the mix with more fundraising and things like that. That's something that is really close to my heart. I really do enjoy doing that. So I think the next uh, few events from the mix we will see that it will tie into something that has to do with a cause or fundraising for sure um so that is kind of like a little sneak peek i definitely do want to do something um next month for sure and then like i said i do have i do have events for every month for the next you know, for the end of 2022, um, I don't want to give too many details, but you know, that's the sneak there. There are more mixers coming. They, there definitely are. It wasn't just a summer thing. Um, but it's been a very hectic kind of transition period the past couple of weeks. So still have to sit down and kind of talk over with like my team, what we're thinking, what makes the most sense, and then really start going into heavy planning action. Um, on working on you know what whatever is left I, I definitely want to crank out at least like three four four to five more events before the uh, the year is over
0: yes yes and let's get into the team mm-hmm. we, didn't, we didn't get into the team yet like let's yes. talk about you know one person can't do it all We try, we try, but. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes, absolutely. So um, first on the team for the mix is Kyrie. Kyrie is my right-hand man. Um, I went to Kyrie and I was like, listen, I have this great opportunity. I would love, you know, for you to help me with this. Um, you know, I think you have great insight. Uh, Kyrie has a background in PR and all of that, and in social media. So I was like, you know, social media is the huge driving force right now. You can't get anything off if it's not if it doesn't look good on the socials. So I definitely, you know, had you know reached out to Kyrie, and I was like, listen, like I definitely need you for this. So that's my right hand man. Um, then on my team, I also have Lamont. Lamont is the middleman between myself and the venue that we were using. Um, So he is the one that without Lamont, there wouldn't have been a mix at all. So um, big shout out to him. Um, then as far as the photographers, I have Amir. Um, I wish I could tell you these people's Instagram names off the top of my head. I know them, but vaguely, <laughs> like very, very vaguely. So I have Amir. he is um, one of our wonderful, wonderful photographers. He started um, taking pictures and shooting for the mix at, for the third one. And it's just been great content that he's been able to capture. And then there's also Chelsea, who was responsible for the film pictures that um, we were doing a lot of for the first few mixes. And that's pretty much the team. I'm trying to think. Um, and then, of course, the, the great, great staff and the owners um, at the previous venue at the Brookdale um, of course them um, trying to think as far as anybody else on the team but that's really the core team and then of course you know all of you know anyone and all of my friends that do like to support and you know share the fly I, I consider people like that part of a team in some way too because you know it's like that's the that's showing people you know that I might not have access to like this is what's going on um you know check this out even if it's just a a retweet just even if it's just a story like reshare like that's pretty big for me too so I like to consider them part of a team in some way as well
0: and that's what it's all about you know Everyone
1: deserves their flowers for sure. Everybody, everyone, everybody
0: eats. And everybody yes, wants. everybody
1: eats. Everyone deserves their flowers. Um, but definitely, I you know I express gratitude until I'm blue in the face, and like I really would not have been able to pull any of this off without Lamont, without Kyrie. Like, it's just I. It's so it's so hard for me sometimes though because I am such a type A personality, so I like to do things by myself, and it's hard for me to delegate sometimes. But you know it's easy to delegate when people know exactly what it is that you need you know like sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like I I will just handle a bulk of it on my own but like if I'm even if I like can't explain exactly like what I need them to do they're like okay I think you are asking me to do this and I'm like yeah yeah yeah, that of course (laughs) and you know they're on it um So it definitely would not have, you know, the mix would not have been what the mix is without the two of them, and of course without, you know, the photographers because they're the ones that are shooting this content that you know people see on the socials, and they're like, wow, that looks dope. Like, I want my picture taken there. Like, I want to go there. Like that. Or like, oh, I see that person was there. Like, I'm trying to slide. Like, so that's that's huge too. All
0: right, and I'm gonna wrap up with one last question uh, with. Uh, do you plan on or do you see a future in scaling the mix up or even down to like more to to like smaller more intimate events or maybe to like much much larger events both of them (laughs) okay
1: for sure I I want to do I want to do both um I I definitely know that um, I have the capacity and the network and the need for, you know, those type of events to happen. So I definitely see the, both of those things happening and that kind of ties into what we do have planned for the mix for the rest of the year. You know, there will be a, an event on the smaller side, um, just, you know, based on a specific venue. And then we are looking to do something way bigger. So, um, I will definitely have fun getting a taste of both kind of doing my first kind of smaller scale mix and larger scale mix before the end of the year. Fingers crossed, God willing, all of that.
0: God willing.
1: God willing. <laughs>
0: Glory and, to me. <laughs> Right. And with that being said, Simone, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate the words you've given me today. Uh, and I appreciate this conversation has been really dope. Um, I appreciate the insight you've given the audience and you know, this has been wonderful. So let the people know where they can find you on social media. Absolutely.
1: So listen, I don't even know my own Instagram name by heart. Hold on. Okay. So on the socials on Instagram, you can find me at Simone Raquel underscore very simple. Um, The mix you can find us at the mix NJ underscore. Um, And then if you want to follow me on Twitter and, read all my crazy thoughts it's sim one of my kind
0: <laughs> all righty and once again thank you for coming on and um you know everything versus mike history related can be found at versus dot history.com make sure you guys sign up for the newsletter stand in tune uh with brand updates and podcast recommendations and all that good stuff and uh we'll see you at the next episode black people stay beautiful thank you bye guys bye bye